Welcome to Building the Future, hosted by Kevin Horick. With millions of listeners a month, Building the Future has quickly become one of the fastest rising programs with a focus on interviewing startups, entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, and more. The radio and TV show airs in 15 markets across the globe, including Silicon Valley. For full showtimes, past episodes, or to sponsor the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. The show is a proud media partner for the 11th Annual Media Excellence Awards, which are produced by Access Entertainment in Los Angeles, California. The Media Excellence Awards are recognized as the most influential awards show, honoring innovation and leadership in all things mobile entertainment, lifestyle, and technology. For more information on how to submit to these awards, please visit MediaXAwards.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Michael J. Morton. He's the CTO of Del Boomi. Michael, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Kevin. It is great to be back. I can't believe you had me back again, but this is fantastic. So well, glad to be back. I, I'm excited to do kind of part two with you because, well, I, I think we kind of ran out of time last time. Um, I, there was a bunch more stuff that I wanted to really cover with you, and I'm happy that you agreed to do a part two. Um, but maybe before we kind of get into what we were going to talk about today, do you maybe just want to give people just a quick intro of yourself? Maybe if they want to go back and listen to part one, they, they can go online and, and listen and, and kind of get the full story. But maybe do you want to just give people a quick intro on yourself? Um, sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, as you introduced, I'm CTO for uh, Dell Boomi. So I've been in this position for... Um, a little over five years. Uh, Boomi is an integration platform as a service that is uh, a, a well-known industry recognition of what, what we are. So we're a cloud-based platform that helps uh, provides customers uh, the ability to create um, applications to help them integrate data between applications. And that could be between clouds or between on-premise applications, on-premise, on-premise cloud. Very cool. Very cool. So the big thing that I really wanted your thoughts on is kind of net neutrality. Maybe before we kind of get into talking about it deeper, do you maybe want to explain to people that maybe don't really understand what exactly is it and why is it such a kind of hot topic and, and potentially like a really big deal? That's a really good idea because, <laughs> uh, you know, when people hear net neutrality, let's face it, that is not exactly a, uh, a, an informative phrase. Not sure. like saying, you know, I need to buy milk, it's 2% milk. Everybody knows that. <laughs> sure. Right? Yep. But net neutrality sounds like something that you, you know, like, I don't, you know, I, it sounds, it's just not inviting. However, it is going to be, um, what net neutrality is, and I'll explain in a minute, is going to impact people and businesses in profound ways. So before we get to that point, it's simply this. Net neutrality is a policy that was in put in place by our government to basically make the usage of internet um, fair and equal for everybody, which means that all the data on the internet is treated equally, um, okay. That means that uh, uh, internet service providers could not discriminate or charge differently based on the user or based on the content that you're using their internet service for, based on websites, 
um, based on you know the, the the types of applications that you're using. So, you know, in a nutshell, it just means that everybody, meaning res, you know, residential and businesses were treated equal, and um, this has now gone away. So this is no longer the case. Interesting. So, so no, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> so, so even you, right? There's a yep. long pause. Like, okay, what is it? You know, what, what, what would you ask me? Right. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because I'm reading into your pause, right? So you think to yourself, okay, where, where should we go with this? Um, now you're thinking to yourself, well, okay, now what, you know, things are not equal. So the way that um, I try to get the conversation rolling is, Think of, um, think of the who in regards to usage of the internet in, in for um, various reasons in order for me to give examples to people what the impact is going to be. I kind of broken, I've broken it down into three types of users just to make the, the conversation simple. Sure. One is a residential consumer, right? You, yeah. in, in your home, you have everybody, well, most people have internet access. So you, you're residential, right? Yeah. That's one type of user of the internet. Mm -hmm. The other is the business provider, a business that is providing you something. So it could be iTunes, it could be Salesforce, it could be Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. So these are businesses that you are accessing, right? So now they are the business that's providing you a service that you're accessing over the internet. So that, so that you're at, you know, you're, you're, you're actually accessed, you know, accessing them. So that's the second. So we have residential consumer, a business provider, but then we have a business consumer, right? You go into the office, your employer is using the internet to do business and your employer is using maybe some cloud applications, or you, uh, you have, let's say, uh, uh, a very um, open employer that allows you to access your Facebook account or sure. do a little shopping. So now, as a business consumer, the business consumer, of course, needs the internet. So that's, that's how I typically view is who's using the internet today. It's residentials, a business provider providing you a service in a consumer. Every sure. business has, you know, is providing access to the internet. Interesting. Yeah. No, that the thing that, well, what I was going to ask you kind of when I paused there and, and maybe <laughs> we should maybe get into this a bit later, but I think the, the plus side of some of this might be, there's going to be a handful of new companies and startups that probably spawn off of this to get around all of the stuff that gets put in place. Do, do you kind of agree with that or what are your thoughts on that? Oh, so it's very interesting that you bring that up. Um, because like a VPN for Netflix, I think a lot of people view content in other countries just using a VPN. And like, I, and that's probably the simplest tool I can think of that majority of people would probably have heard of, right? That's true, but but think about this. Let's say that you VPN to another another country to, I don't know. Let's say uh, download uh, a movie, sure. right? Yeah, it's two and a half. It's two and a half gig. Yeah, you still just consumed two and a half gig of internet. Yeah, interesting. Regardless, right? Yep. Now, where I thought you were going was something that. Um, that I've given a lot of thought to, by the way. Okay. Um, this is really wacky, so this will be far out. But 
I like it. Um, but before I get there, I'll say one more thing about what could happen. Okay. So I need to mention what, what, you know, what could happen now that regulations are not in place? Okay. Mm -hmm. Number one, it's already happening today, meaning certain internet service providers are providing priority, meaning the bandwidth, the performance yeah. of connectivity to applications. In others, they're throttling. Yep, totally. Well, Netflix, the, probably the most famous case was like certain providers were throttling Netflix traffic and that's why they built their own kind of speed test online, right? Like I think that's probably the one most people have kind of heard of. It, that's, the, that's the most heavily exposed one. So that is a ramification of net neutrality no longer being in place. Okay, hence the word net neutrality. You know, it's, it's neutral for everybody. It's no longer the case. Right. Okay. The second, um, the second, and by the way, I call it, you know, nothing is happening very quickly. It's sort of like things are going to happen a little bit at a time because the market in the market, meaning business and residents, will have to react and um, tolerate it, you know, incrementally. So, you know, there's a lot of psychology around um, how, how do internet service providers take advantage of their newfound freedom? And so one is throttling, okay? Sure, yeah. So that means that you as a consumer may very well have to um, pay extra for access to certain sites, right? Sure. Number one. Number two is we all sort of, became immune to the fact and tolerant that we we have to buy a data plan for our cell phone. Yep. Now imagine having to do that for your internet access from your house. Interesting. It will happen. Yeah. Okay? Yep. So the reason why I'm pointing this out is just think about throttling and data plans. That's sort of like the, the foundation of what is going to happen. Now we're going to come back to your, your category, and this is the wackiness. Believe it or not, I actually sort of am predicting that just like today where businesses trade carbon credits. Okay, interesting. Imagine businesses trading internet credits. I could see that. Interesting. That's very interesting. Right. So if I bought a data plan and I didn't consume all my data, yeah. but I actually am uh, collaborating with other companies to share bandwidth, would it, will this happen? Will I be able, will there be open market bandwidth that I can buy so that I don't get charged overages and maybe I, you know, I'm actually saving money? I don't know. Sure. But just like any resource that your business depends on, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, a carbon credit model could happen. It actually yeah. could happen. The, the, the other thing that I've been thinking about lately, it's interesting that you bring that up, is like my thought was originally like your computer will almost be like a dummy terminal and you will basically remote log in to an internet service provider or some sort of interface and the bandwidth is or and you're all your it's basically streaming the content to you and you're paying for internet in maybe a country that doesn't have that so like you might have to pay your local provider you know a small fee and you probably get the cheapest one and 
but you actually remote into another computer that's actually just sucking bandwidth and maybe in another country, kind of like a remote desktop. Or I, I know like Photoshop on a Chromebook for education will stream Photoshop to you and you can use it you know, um, in the educational market only. Do you know, like that was kind of where I, my head went just even before this conversation when I was thinking about some of this stuff. So like it's kind of related, right, to what you're saying, I think. It is because what you're describing is leave the data heavy, you know, computational, you know, in a remote server to avoid yeah. moving is all that data to and from. And no question about it, you will likely see uh, that being you know, an example of the reaction to the industry to minimize the consumption of, you know, of the network. Sure. Yes. Yep. You will. Interesting. Because I think a lot of that's already happening with people putting some of their stuff on like the Amazon cloud or the Google cloud, right? Like Netflix puts all their content on the Amazon servers. Right. And I think, um, it's almost like kind of the same thing, right? In some cases, because it costs them less money to just host their content with Amazon. And that's why like, if Amazon goes down, um, half the internet goes down. <laughs> um, you, uh, so it's funny that you pick Amazon. So let's pick that as an example. Sure. The path that you went down is you could, you could probably start to see the optimism by very large cloud providers like yeah. Microsoft, Azure, and, and Amazon saying, this is excellent because now customers are going to want to reduce the amount of traffic, you know, over the internet. So therefore they're going to do, they're going to use more of our services and keep computation, you know, in our cloud. Yep. Exactly. But on the other hand, Amazon, you know, Amazon, Apple, they have these companies have invested in um, the their the business of media. So now they're stuck because yeah, all of them, you know, streaming media has become a booming business the past decade. Yeah. So on one hand, you 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 know you can minimize you know consumption by focusing on taking advantage of many more cloud, you know, services. But as a resident, oh boy, things are going to get very interesting because we're now in this age of cutting the cable yep. and we're in streaming. We stream everything. Now what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Now what's going to happen? Yeah, it's, it's quite fascinating. Do you have any other predictions around that? Um... I do. Uh, there's a number. There's a number of things. Um, there's a couple other things I'll mention just to sure. uh, get people thinking. You know, love and, it, or, and sort of belabor and torture this whole thing. So, think of all the markets that are that are impacted. Um, I believe on our previous, um, the, the, I can't remember, but maybe in the previous, um, uh, the previous podcast that we did. Um, I can't remember if I told the story about um, what I see in regards to connected home devices. I think we talked. Yeah, about, we talked quite a bit about connected home devices, but keep going. That's fine. Now imagine you as a a, a, a provider of a device, right? So yeah. it could be it could be Amazon Echo, right? Yeah. It could be uh, uh, Apple TV, Roku. Uh, it's going to be your 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 cloud um, capable cameras. It's going to be your cloud capable doorbell. You know. And think of the booming business of all these companies providing these devices in the home. 
Yep. And now within, you know, a short period of time now as, and by the way, this is already happening today. I don't know if you know this, but there is a internet service provider today that you are buying a data plan for your, your, your internet access from your home. So not only could you be throttled, but there is one provider I'm not going to call out that you have to go on their website and they give you a calculator to um, give you a tool to attempt to estimate how much data is your household uh, consuming or using or how much of the network do you need? And so the, I always look at the downstream impact of net neutrality is yes, it's going to impact the consumer because how in the world can I, how the world can I know today yeah. um, how much I need? I, I don't know. And the calculator doesn't even, it, it doesn't even account for devices. It's a, it's email. It's how many streaming, you know, movies do you watch? Uh, a month, like, right. It doesn't even account for devices. So that's a, it's a big shortcoming. So the impact to devices business for consumer devices is going to be tremendous because now consumers today, if you think about this, you tolerate a data plan on your phone sure. and then you suddenly, many people um, are, are managing their own phone to stay within their limits. Yep. So when you say like, okay, what's, you know, what's, what's going to happen? You're probably going to have to, you're going to start seeing new entrepreneurial, um, uh, opportunities to show up. For example, will there be somebody who developed uh, software for the resident in your home for you to monitor your traffic? Probably. Well, there already kind of is, right? It's more on the kind of, you kind of need to be a nerd at this point to, to set this up, right? But like, that's you mean exactly like a, right. Yes. You mean like one that's friendly for like your grandmother to use or something, right? Which is kind of a wild thought. It will have to be a solution at the level that anybody could use where it's very simple to say, you know, this is how much, this is your, this is your plan. This is how much you've used. And here's the applications that are your biggest offenders to give you an opportunity to control it. Yeah. Which would drive me crazy. That's right. But you know, people think, oh my gosh, is it really going to come to this? And the answer is Yes, I think it actually will trickle all the way down. That's one example. Here's the other example is, will your employer, um, if your employer doesn't buy an unlimited plan, will they, will you no longer have access to Facebook or Amazon to do, you know, just domestic things, uh, yeah. you know, that we're all, we're all assuming that we can do on company network. Sure. Well, even just something as simple as watching like training videos for your actual job at your job, like you might blow through their data, right? Like, yes. It, it, there's like a weird rabbit hole that, you know, you can go down with all this stuff that makes it incredibly comp- complicated. And you're right, you'd have to basically buy a unlimited data plan. But, and I guess to get your thoughts, like unlimited data sometimes always means like a, with a fair usage policy. I, those, those were always my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and a lot of people don't realize that unlimited data doesn't yeah. mean, doesn't mean it's unthrottled. Yeah. Or at, you get like the first, you know, maybe hundred, hundred gigs are like at, you know, high speed or whatever. And then, you know, after that, it's half the speed, right? That's right. That's right. It's already, it's already happening. It's already happening today. Um, so 
businesses are going to be faced uh, with some very interesting, very interesting challenges. Um, so, you know, if we go back to the, my definition of um, residential consumer versus business provider, business consumer, yeah. um, imagine a very, very large scale SaaS application like Salesforce. Yeah, sure. Oh my gosh. I mean, the, the, the amount of network that is consumed by that company of all the customers that access their, their data center, you know, which is their cloud solution. Sure. What is going to happen? Um, the only thing that really can happen is they raise their prices to cover. Yeah. Well, but isn't right? it even a big issue for you guys? Oh, yes. I mean, well, okay. So um, uh, the answer is no, believe it or not. Well, okay. It is to some degree. So I'll take that back. Okay. So if you're using Boomi. Yeah. You can run Boomi in your own data center, number one. Okay. That's one option. Sure. Therefore, you're not really consuming, you're not consuming Boomi, um, the runtime services of, you know, of Boomi. You're actually, you're moving, you're using your network to move data in and out of Salesforce, right? Right. Where it will impact us is we have a number of Boomi clouds around the world. So sure. even we will be impacted because we are connected to a network by customers are developing solutions to move data to and from Salesforce. They're just using, they're using our hosting center. So yes, we will, we will be impacted as well. Interesting. Yeah. And like it could potentially, yeah, I guess that's, that's actually really quite fascinating because you don't really hundred percent know the impact until they actually kind of start rolling it out. Right. Yes. This is why I think that it will just sort of, just incrementally happen. Um, I have to believe there's a lot of interesting uh, entrepreneurial opportunities for hardware and software companies. Sure. Um, I would imagine that today, of course, uh, business grade or enterprise grade switches and routers, you know, today have all kinds of monitoring tools. Mm -hmm. um, but you will probably see more enforcement capabilities, you know, in at the hardware level that's monitoring network traffic and, you know, and giving you all kinds of statistics about, you know, where is your, you know, which IPs, you know, are consuming the most. So you will, you absolutely see much more governance and monitoring once uh, many of these uh, throughput and, you know, data, um, data plan, you know, policies get put in place from internet service providers. Yeah. The other thing that I was thinking about just as we're talking, like what about kind of some of the more black hat type stuff where, you know, people would potentially just remote control other people's computers just to use their internet. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. You're basically using someone as a proxy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it certainly is um, happening today. Sure. Um, will you see? Will you see that? Um, it, you know, it's it's interesting because it's it's sort of like uh, why people did um, BitTorrent and other yeah. sharing apps, right? Totally. Yeah. That was to sort of have an, an underground of you know sharing content illegally, um, and it's interesting because what you're pointing out is a flavor of that where you are. You're, yeah, you, you are using um, somebody else's network to do things. Yeah, that, 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 likely, that likely will happen. And quite frankly, if this uh, whimsical idea of internet credits comes into play, 
Um, this means that that if I was to say, hey, I need, um, you know, I'm I'm almost out. Is will someone sell me two petabytes worth of you know of of data consumption over the next um, ten days? you will see some very interesting technologies come out because you'll have to use that other person's network, right? Because that's how the internet service provider is detecting what you've consumed. So you'll see all kinds of crazy things, which is a, is exactly as you said is I need to proxy into another network in order to do my work. Yeah. Well, and then the, the bigger thing is, is like, if I'm using another network, how do I know that they're not watching everything that I'm doing? Right. And like, because there could be tons of, you know, secretive business stuff that's crucial to me, right? Yes, that's exactly right. Now you're in a whole other realm of, of data privacy and security. Right, which I think is almost what the whole, like in, in some ways, like the net neutrality thing to me, that to me is almost the biggest issue around it. This is like privacy and um, security, right? Um, or yes, not that I want to be accusatory, but it's already happening today. Internet service providers are already analyzing everything that you send over their network, everything. Sure. That's fair. Yeah. And there's ways to hide it if, but again, that's kind of nerdy, right? Like you, you need to be pretty technical to make yourself mostly anonymous online. Oh, even worse yet. Again, I'm not going to mention names, but there actually was an internet service provider by which you had to pay an extra $30 a month to tell them to not sniff your network traffic. Wow. That's crazy. Yes. And can, how, how, how can it, how can it be proved that they no longer do that for your $30? There is absolutely no way to prove it, but a lot of people don't realize every single internet service provider is sniffing the traffic going over their network and doing analytics on it, doing streaming analytics. I mean, it's happening today. It's sure. already happening. Yeah. Yeah. It, that, that is actually really quite fascinating. Thanks for listening to building the future. This show is heard by more than a million people monthly in over 15 markets worldwide, including Silicon Valley. Kevin Horick's guests are leading business owners, successful entrepreneurs and merchandisers worldwide. Now, your brand has an opportunity to tap into this dedicated and active group of business people who are looking for places to invest and the right opportunities to support. Find out how you can get involved at buildingthefutureshow.com. I'm curious, though, in kind of all this stuff, how does blockchain play into this? Oh, man, I can't believe you just, you know, you just exited really fast. Okay. Well, no, we can go back. I just want to know your thoughts on if blockchain <laughs> can be used in this net neutrality stuff. <laughs> no, it's okay. You just gave me whiplash on technology. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm setting myself now. I'm setting myself. Um, I think there's a couple different perspectives here. Um, well, first of all, blockchain is a technology that is attached to the internet, number sure. one. Right. Yep. So it too will be facing the same challenges of it is attached to a network. So therefore, no matter which way you slice it, you know, there is, you know, there is consumption. Um, in regards to, you know, so, so in regards to the, the lack of, you know, net neutrality, um, my first thought is 
will net neutrality slow down innovation around blockchain because of this? I would, I would say yes. That's my personal opinion on it. I think the answer is going to be yes, because you are, you are, uh, I, I say you, uh, blockchain certainly um, is, uh, you know, it, it is, uh, some people will think this is a very unfair statement, but it's still, um, uh, it's still a technology um, looking for a problem to solve, right? Sure. Yeah. But there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of investment, there's a lot of exploration. Um, and like any other good technology, it, you know, five years from now, we will be barely talking about it. Just for the same reason where people were talked about cloud that didn't really know what cloud was. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, cloud is well understood and sometimes doesn't even come into conversations anymore. Sure. So, um, um, by the way, I'm a fan of blockchain. So just for the record, for you know any of the listeners, uh, I'm definitely not uh, putting blockchain down. I'm I'm definitely a, a believer in the technology and watching the space very closely and using it. So back back to uh, our our comment at hand, um, it very well could shape the adoption of blockchain for certain things. For example, blockchain of course is attached to a network, which means that you will be, you will be um, thinking about network consumption. And there's a couple ways to think about this. One is um, people recognize the opportunity of, of having data be secure and manipulated securely in a blockchain. Well, that data got there over a network, number one, so you've, you're already consuming network. Number two, since blockchain is um, a network of uh, distributed ledgers, aka databases, yep. this means you are duplicating the data uh, over networks from each node in a blockchain. So people will start thinking about, potentially thinking about, how do I minimize the amount of data that's actually being mirrored between those nodes of a blockchain? So it will probably influence how blockchain is adopted in that regard. Sure. But do you also think then um, maybe you could argue one of the pros of net neutrality is people are going to have to get smarter and, and figure out better ways to optimize things? Yes, indeed. That's, uh, you know, sometimes you just surprise me with these things because <laughs> You know, I sort of keep my cheat sheet on these things because I might forget something from one day to the next, but you will see a, um, and in my cheat sheet, this is legitimate, <laughs> you will actually see um, a, a focus on designing, architecting, and developing applications with net neutrality in mind. Interesting. Because today, your working on an application, it may access a database and you think nothing of it, right? Sure. But that's gonna change. So now you can envision that you're developing an application that runs on somebody's platform or you're developing a platform. Yep. I fully expect that a architect, architecting and building a solution, mm -hmm. part of their design and code review will be scrutiny over minimizing the amount of network that that application actually needs. Sure. And I think like, I, I think the, the simplest example I can think of is like Google's doing those like Android Go phones and they have all those like Go apps. And I was trying just like the Facebook one 
on you know my my pixel um too and uh the thing flies right and so i prefer some of the go apps sometimes just because they're incredibly fast and they're not even really meant for my phone they're meant for kind of somebody on a slower internet connection um and and usually kind of not as high-end hardware as kind of the latest um android smartphones but I think like companies are already kind of doing this, right? It's just now they might have to, a lot more companies might actually have to do it because of, you know, this bandwidth issue. Yes. They're all going to, they're all going to react. Well, they'll, they'll have to react this the same way. It's not, it's not unlimited anymore. Nothing, nothing which was unlimited at one time is unlimited anymore. Absolutely nothing. Sure. Yeah. That's interesting. I never really thought of that because when you first like the internet in kind of like the nineties or even early two thousands, so much of it was like here it's free. And then a lot of those services either kind of died off or had to convert to kind of paid, right. Or some sort of like freemium model. Um, right. Which is, it's actually quite fascinating. That's right. And, and at least they, um, at least they were guaranteed that they would not, um, that they had a fixed price for the their usage of the network, which is no longer true. Right. Interesting. Yep. yep. Yeah. And then I guess the other thing too, then how does net neutrality affect um, just the speeds that like, obviously 5G is going to be coming to um, carriers and whatnot. Like some people might end up just not getting internet at home and they'll just, beef up their package on their phone maybe or and, and tether to it right yes um when 5g actually gets rolled out yeah uh, the speeds are so incredible that you probably will see a convergence i mean just like today the the number of people that have a landline phone mm-hmm. they don't really need it anymore right um today there's most people have separate internet set up in their home, in their phone. Their phone will essentially just become, increasingly become the hub for everything networked in their house. They, you know, they'll connect their Apple TVs to their phone. I mean, it will probably serve as the hub for everything because 5G is an incredible leap in performance and just incredible um, that uh, that likely will happen. Um, which will also have an unknown, you know, impact um, on what will be your bill. Like now, you know, what, what, what is your network consumption? Sure. Um, will it easy, be easier? I don't know. Imagine the impact on internet gaming that yeah. uh, net neutrality will have. That's probably a, a very, you know, another very big hit as well. Sure. Because, well, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of the big games, obviously you download majority of the content and then the content's just basically like it's streaming obviously kind of live what you're doing but a lot of the heavy lifting is done kind of on your local machine is that is that correct yeah a lot a lot of it is that's right you're you i mean you have to distribute that computational workload with doing you know network gaming and that's one way to do it is to run a client app on on your local machine yeah sure like back in the day, I don't really game that much anymore, but like I played World of Warcraft a ton. Um, and 
that's how that they kind of handled that right is like majority of the app was running kind of locally um but it's constantly streaming stuff and obviously the characters and stuff that are around you are you know it has to come from somewhere so it's constantly pulling streaming data right yes yep so i'm curious though what what are your some other thoughts on kind of net neutrality because you you must have a bunch more that we haven't kind of got into yet i you know my perspective is kind of a couple things one is how is the industry going to react you know the residential consumer um what our business providers are going to do what's business consumers then i look at other things like um way down the road we already touched on your employer right yeah. Mm-hmm. Most most employers don't filter out some of the basic things. We have employers, of course, that filter out, you know, adult websites and things like that. Sure. Um, you know, but most employers don't filter out uh, Amazon if you need to do a little shopping. Sure. Um, you know, Facebook because they're trying to promote an environment of work life balance. Okay. So, I mean, and they, you know, most employers aren't going to check to see if you're abusing the privilege. But, but, but then I think to myself, will companies, especially companies that are trying to be modern and attract new talent, um, will they use the fact that, hey, we're a company that we're going to, you know, we are, we're open to you um, accessing personal websites, you know, will they use it as a competitive advantage? Yeah. Interesting. Right. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you know, Amazon. So I do see that Net neutrality could have such an impact in culture that we take for granted today with our employer that that could actually change and they might use it as a competitive advantage to attract, you know, new talent. Yeah. Well, and I also think that they, companies might end up paying your home internet connection too, right? As a perk. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, maybe. Cause like I worked at a company, uh, 2004 software company and we, they paid our home internet, which I thought was interesting. It was great, but like, it was just one of those perks and we could work from home, which was obviously nice. But, um, you know, I, I haven't really seen that much lately, but that could be something, right? Cause like most companies, well, not most, a lot of companies pay phone bills, right. For at least some employees that, you know, another perk would be we'll pay your home internet, which is kind of interesting, right? And a bit like, it seems like I've been in the tech space for a couple of decades now. It, it seems like I've seen the same things kind of come and go two or three times now, right? And do you kind of agree with that? Have you kind of seen, they're in different kind of boxes and maybe different buzzwords around them, but the same, we keep seeming to kind of repeat the same kind of good and bad things. Oh, sure. Yeah. There's no question that businesses offer per diem to like remote employees. That's very common. Yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So well, what else do you think around some of this net neutrality stuff? Like how does it affect maybe some businesses a little bit deeper? Let's dive maybe into the business side of things. Um, oh yeah. There's lots of examples. Um, like for example, um, <laughs> again, I'll, I'll, try, I love I, it. I will, I'll give a shocking example. And that is, you know, an internet service provider, Mm-hmm. There is no law against them stopping you from accessing Amazon.com to do shopping. Okay. I mean, there's no, there's no law anymore. So let's say that you're using, you know, let's say you have a choice of three different internet service providers in your neighborhood. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it very well could get to the point, just like it was with cable TV days that, 
um, a cable provider had to negotiate rates in order to broadcast um, a, a, a station, right? Yeah. It's going to be the same exact pattern for internet service providers. Um, you're going to see Amazon have to negotiate rates for internet service providers to make available amazon.com. Which is crazy, right? Which is crazy. And you think to yourself, there, there's no way it's going to happen. No way, no way, right? And people think, I mean, you can't, like, you can't. Amazon's huge. Well, this is interesting because think about what happened to the media industry. I mean, like, there's so much leverage in directions that you never imagined. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy to think that there now is no policy that prevents an internet service provider from saying, Oh, oh, you want to get access to YouTube, you know, dot com, then you're going to pay us just like a television station. You're going to pay us to get access to that. You got to pay extra $5 a month. Yeah. It's, it's hard to imagine that that could happen, but an internet site is just like, you know, a, a broadcast of, you know, a media station. Yeah, you actually may have to start paying your internet provider to get access yeah. to very well-known websites. Sure. It'd be interesting because just like the, the traditional cable TV packages, like you'd have to buy like the, the shopping package where you get like Amazon and, you know, a bunch of other, and then you'll have like the, the streaming and you'll be able to get like Netflix and Hulu and... <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So I've mentioned a number of things that, that are real today that people don't realize. Again, just, you know, protecting, you know, some companies. But uh, number one, as I mentioned, the fact that one internet service provider provides a calculator to attempt you to provide you the ability to attempt, you know, to calculate what could be your consumption from your house. Yeah. But, but also there, um, there are internet service providers that own streaming companies now they they yeah. own their own streaming company because that's the horizon and furthermore um if you are using their streaming service to get access now to television yeah um they are already uh providing incentives and bundles for example i belong my cell phone is a particular carrier okay that owns their own streaming service Okay. And if I decide I want to watch TV off of my cell phone, mm -hmm. it doesn't count against my data consumption because it's owned by the same company. Interesting. But if you, if you obviously, if you do a different service, you're getting charged that bandwidth. Now I'll get charged the bandwidth. So yeah, that this is already happening in the industry as an incentive to go with certain carriers that, you know, now have, uh, now provide streaming TV service, you know, and cell phone, and and it and it will, you know, it will say, hey, you're access, you know, you're accessing, you're streaming, you know, you're live streaming, um, and it's, you know, it's it's our service, so this is not being. I actually have a pop up that says that on my phone that says, hey, you know, you're accessing, you know, this, and so therefore, you know, as a reminder, as a reminder, like, you know, hey, this is why we're great, and you should stay with us. A re a pop up that provides that complete psychological, like I'm getting more for my money. Sure. That I'm not being charged to stream that television station um, because um, it's available through their streaming service. Interesting. How often do, would you say you do that on your phone? Off of Wi-Fi? Um, like, or outside of Wi-Fi, I should say. Oh, um, for me personally, I have an unlimited data plan. Okay. So therefore, I don't even I don't even worry about it. I don't even think about it. Okay. So for me, I don't. Which 
I'm in the minority. Most people have a data plan because let's face it, it is much more economical to have a data plan than to have. So I am, I am certainly, um, I'm certainly paying, uh, for the privilege of, of unlimited. So I don't worry about it, which is, uh, um, it's, it's, I'm far in the minority in that case, especially for a, a, a resident. Now for business, probably most people have a business phone. It's unlimited. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That makes sense. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. So where do you, what do you think either consumers or companies can do to maybe fight this or is it kind of a losing battle? Um, what I see happening now is it's being fought by groups uh, at, a, at a state level government. So net neutrality you know, federally went away, but there, uh, there is a significant amount of activity where the state, like the state government is now trying to impose, um, impose policy on internet service providers in their state. So the, the, the fight's very, very active. So there's, especially California, California I'm seeing is probably the most progressive. Uh, where does it end up? I have no idea, but okay. at a state level, it is being, it's being fought very hard. Yeah, that's actually really interesting, right? Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I guess I don't know. And the problem is, is like, I live up in Canada. So some of this stuff I'm watching kind of from an outside view, but you know that whatever kind of happens in America, the handful of carriers in, or uh, internet providers in, in Canada will follow suit to some sort of, it's probably going to be an issue um in in canada as well in the next like three to five years right if not sooner hmm. do you uh do you do you have home internet today yeah and i have the unlimited plan it's like 150 megabits per second so i'm laughing but a lot of people don't have that right um yep. and i'm lucky like i have a 10 gigs on my cell phone and it's funny because they were running a crazy deal that it was actually cheaper for me to go from um i had two gigs and i'd maybe use a gig a month roughly and it was like five dollars cheaper a month if i because they were running a promotion to go to 10 gigs and i obviously updated and now i probably use about four or five gigs a month um <laughs> just because right like i just like oh yeah i'll stream that or if um you're out and about somewhere and you just like watch a movie or i've been um out i remember like my daughter was we were out somewhere and right before bed, we usually like let her watch like a show for maybe like 20 minutes or something. And I would, we were just out at my parents' house or whatever. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. And I let her just like stream a show because, and it sucked through a gig or a gig and a half. And I was like, who cares? Right. Where I would have never done that on the two gig plan, which is interesting. Right. So just how I've self kind of throttled a little bit or, or not. Right. Yes. Um, okay. So you know that I like to talk about my whimsical ideas. Like I in the it. last the last podcast we did was this dreamlike state where I told you, um, hey, I could imagine someone writing a solution where um, my neighbor's devices could let me know that something's going on, right? Yeah, like I remember that. Yeah. Right, their smoke alarm went off, or maybe there's a burglary in their house. Like, let me know, right? So, so again, it's all about you know uh, using uh, devices, you know. Uh, in in much more um, high value ways by allowing me to be notified, you know that something you know adverse is going on in one of my neighbors' house. Now I think about uh, what's the crazy idea um, around um, 
net neutrality. And, and I'll give you an, another, um, I'm giving away, by the way, all my good ideas, of course, which is fine. Your, your startup ideas? <laughs> okay. Yeah, my startup ideas, exactly. But it's okay. I want someone to, I want someone to take them. I'm, um, uh, I would be happy for someone to do this because it's going to happen already. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to pretend I'm you now. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm Kevin and I walk into a bar. By the way, this is not the start of a bad joke. <laughs> so I'm Kevin. I walk into a bar. Um, uh, Kevin happens to have a 10 gig plan, you know, on your phone, right? It's mm -hmm. pretty good. You know, it's like, wow, I've got, uh, you got five days left and you've only consumed two gigs. So what happens to the other eight gig? You know, sometimes um, providers will roll it over. Yeah, right? mine don't, but yes. Okay. So therefore... Um, you, you, in a sense, paid for 10, but only used two. Okay. Yeah. In that bar, you have, um, I don't know, 107 other people with cell phones. Yeah. By the way, 107 is not significant. It's just a, it's just a distraction. Okay. You have 107 other people with cell phones. They are either over their plan or getting close to their plan. And there's still 10 days left in the month. Yeah. What if you can make a little extra money without even knowing it? If there's an app on your phone that says, hey, I'm going to let you tether to my phone. You just pay me 50 cents a minute and you can use as much bandwidth as you want. Sure. Which is interesting. And it's all automatic. Yeah. The only, I, I guess the only downside of that is like it sucks my battery. It, yes, it does suck your battery and it's probably highly illegal. But, um, but you know, can it be stopped and detected? I don't know. I mean, I guess the technology probably could, you know, could really catch up with that. But, you know, back to the carbon credits thing is I think about these things is yeah, will it breed this ecosystem of sharing legal or so. not? I think it will because that's think the whole internet, right? Yes. It was basically the whole internet was founded on basically the simple principle of just sharing information <laughs> or right. sharing, I guess sharing, just sharing. So besides the battery, which is a very good point, um, you could even go as far as saying, hey, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let someone automatically tether to me. By the way, now I'm just making stuff up, but sure. yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let someone tether to me so I can make 50 cents a minute. You know, I'm going to be in this bar having a couple of beers for two hours. Um, so if it's 50, if it's 50 cents a minute, so how much is that? 50 cents a minute is, um, uh, so, uh. Six thirty. I mean, would you make thirty bucks? I guess you would, right? Be thirty dollars. Yeah. You can make thirty bucks. That's pretty damn good. Um, so, you know, maybe it's ten cents a minute to be something more reasonable. Sure. And, and you, you could, you could actually, even, even if you have this application, you know, we'll, you know, let's call it, uh, you know, Tether Me, right? It's a Tether Me mm -hmm. application. So, I invented this Tether Me, and you know, and you, you can be a provider or you can be a consumer. Doesn't matter. So, if you need someone else's, you know, data plan, you can just walk in and connect if it's not agreeable. But let's say that you decide that um, you want to stop letting people use your phone and get to fifty percent power, right? You can say, yeah. okay. You know, I'm, I've, I've let you take me to 50% and I, I need to save the other 50%. So crazy things like that actually could happen. That'd be pretty amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, actually, it gets me thinking. There's a startup. I don't know if they still exist, but they basically put together an online list of people, businesses, homes, whatever, that offer that, ha that have opened up their um, wireless internet and you could just connect to them and just use their internet for free right um which I, I thought was kind of which is kind of in the vein of what you're talking about obviously you're monetizing um which makes sense um and i i know at least the 
wireless internet provider, or sorry, the wireless um, carrier that I have in my house, uh, or sorry, my internet provider, um, they have all these places called, they're called Shaw Go Open, and they basically have all these open Wi-Fi networks that as you go throughout the city, you're like in and out of their kind of um, places. And hmm. and you have free kind of inter- internet that's included with your, pa- your plan, which is interesting because obviously forget about all this, the crazy security side of, you know, free open internet to anybody really. Um, it's actually kind of interesting, right? And net neutrality would probably destroy that. Oh, right. Uh, right. Or they have a special uh, partnership, you know, with the yep. carrier that allows them to do that, but very expensive, right? I mean, yep. everything will come with a cost, but you're bringing up a very, very good point because we have the same thing is the cable provider at the time I had, had cable. Yeah. Um, they actually had hotspots. I mean, all over yeah. the place. Uh, if you are already a subscriber, you know, you can enjoy, you know, internet, but you're exactly right. So what is going to happen to those community style access, you know, to a network? Yeah. Um, it's going to come with, it'll still exist, but it'll come at a price. Yeah. Or like go to Starbucks. How many people go to Starbucks to use power and Wi-Fi? That's right. I would imagine that, um, again, I mean, y- if you, you're already paying, you know, five bucks for a grande latte. So, uh, I would imagine again the the you know somebody the cost is being passed on somehow. So it ver- I mean these you know public Wi-Fi availability. Um, I, I mean who knows? It's I would imagine that it it will be impactful uh, across the board for those as well. Yeah, um, but we're we're kind of coming to the end of the show. Is there any kind of final thoughts around any of the stuff we kind of talked about that you were hoping to maybe get in? Um. Boy, we touched on many things um, and hopefully it was enough things, you know, for people just to don't worry, you know, but, um, but just kind of want to raise, you know, uh, awareness. And, you know, the last thing I'll tell you is in, in my position, you know, I'm the CTO of a data integration company, period, sure. right? It's yep. all about integrating data over networks, right? Yep. So, I made a statement that you know, so hard even hardware providers, software providers, it will become part of their culture. It will become part of their product. There's no question that um, performance monitoring controls, because of consumption, will make its way at every level from the hardware to the software. So. You know, this, you know, goes without saying as well in my business, since we're the hub that thousands of customers, you know, use us to move data around, we too will likely start seeing the applications that customers build on Boomi starting their own design, starting to be influenced, I mean, by, um, by having a watchful eye on what is necessary to integrate from a data standpoint and what is not. And the good thing about Boomi is our pricing model. We do, we as a product do not charge based on the amount of data that you move. Interesting. Well, and I, that's actually really interesting. The other (laughs) thing then just to kind of elaborate on that in, in the sense that like from an app dot dev side of things, developers might actually only sync 
it might not be like live data anymore. They might only sync at night or a couple times a day or hourly instead of constantly pulling live data, right? Because if data gets so expensive, you'd maybe only sync a handful of times throughout the day. Yes. Or Change. when you're only connected to a certain network, maybe. Absolutely. Of course. Yep. That's one of many examples of the influence of the architecture of these new products is going to be, it's going to be an assessment of what is necessary and what is not necessary. In addition to when is it business critical? Like I have to get that data guaranteed to get that data, you know, from one location to the other in this amount of time, yeah. you know, in a non-throttled way. So I think it's going to be network. It's, you will see, the, you will see the influence of, of throttling and the amount of data being put on a network being completely, uh, completely influencing the architecture of solutions. Interesting. Well, Michael, we're out of time. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on the show again. If people want to get more information about you or Delbumi, where can they do that? Very simple. So, um, Boomi, uh, everything you need to know can be found at www.boomi.com. That's B-O-O-M-I. Of course, Boomi could be spelled many ways, but it's sure. B-O-O-M-I.com. Perfect. Well, I really appreciate it again being on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you, and have a good rest of your day, man. Thank you so much for having me back, Kevin. This was great. Always a, a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks, man. We'll talk soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please visit our website at buildingthefutureshow.com to join the free community, sign up for our newsletter, or to sponsor the show. The music is done by Electric Mantra. You can check him out at electricmantra.com and keep building the future.